If you're a woman, marketing, if you're trying to attract a man and marketing is, how did you get dressed? Did, what did your makeup look like? How does your hair? If you're a man trying to attract a woman. Oh, I, I thought you were just going to pick on the women. I was waiting for No, it. no. Okay. So, so, okay. so you could beat me up? No, 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 no. You should see the look on my face. Yeah. Okay. Steam is coming <laughs> off her head right now. But if you're a man and you're trying to attract a woman, you know, you make sure you take a shower and brush your teeth and your hair is combed. And you know women like nice shoes, so you got to have your shoes all polished. But you do those things to attract. To attract. Right. So this is the things that you do to attract somebody to your brand. That was Val Lewis, my co-host and I, reviewing my thoughts on marketing and how it's used to attract customers. And that was just the beginning of our discussion. So stay tuned to learn the differences between suspect marketing and awesome marketing in this two-part show. Gerald Johnson is the principal of Sabacon Consulting. He focuses on providing data-driven solutions for the opportunities and challenges that corporate leaders and entrepreneurs face in their businesses. A management consultant with over 20 years of strategic planning, process design, marketing, and sales experience, Gerald has always demonstrated a passion for business. This is MOB, Masterminds of Business, and I'm Gerald Johnson. Masterminds of Business is an uplifting and informative show about the accomplishments and challenges that entrepreneurs and corporate leaders face during their careers. Our guests have mastered the four building blocks of business, processes, people, customers, and resources through hard work and perseverance. During today's show, Val and I will delve into the customer building block by discussing the basics of marketing. This is part one of a two-part podcast on marketing. We hope you'll be inspired by our discussion, giving you the courage and the knowledge to conquer the hurdles that you face in your own life and career. Okay, so Gerald. What's up, Val? This is a little switch for us. A little switch. We're switching it up a little bit. It's been a while since we have put together a podcast for our audience. And boy, it's good to be back. It's, it's good to see Frank great again. great to be back. It is. It's great it is. to be back. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing something a little different. We want to take some time to showcase you, Gerald. Me? And you. Me? Oh, my you goodness. You have won the big prize. We want to showcase you. We want to get to know you. Uh, Who are you, Gerald? What are you all about? What drives you? What gives you that passion <laughs> and all of that zing that comes across on the podcast when we record? Who are you? Wow, Val's got all this hype now. I haven't seen her this hyped in a long time. We need to take more more, and more vacations. Holy Toledo. Well, um, the way I got started is kind of funny. I'll just go give you a little bit of a synopsis. I got started after I graduated from school. Believe it or not, I graduated in computer science, and I went to work for Mobile Oil. Okay. And I went into their financial application services department. So that was like... Mobile building their own internal corporate QuickBooks. So yep. it was the way that mobile accounted for all of their finances all across the world. So we had a department of about 60 people. Mm -hmm. I was getting promoted. I got promoted a couple times really quickly. And you I was just knocking people out the way. Get out of my way. I'm climbing yeah, this ladder. Something like that. Okay. Something like that. And believe it or not, I thought I was going to be the next CEO of Mobile Oil Corporation. I, I was convinced. Aim high. I Not only was I aiming, I was convinced. But the, the manager of that department 
was never, ever a computer person. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to other people in the department, and they would never, they would say, oh, well, the, that manager is never a computer person. They were always a finance person, a marketing person, some business job got that job, but not a computer programmer. So their background. Their background. Okay. So I decided I got to get out of this department. And I went into a sales and business consulting training course that mobile had. I mm-hmm. call it the weed and seed program. They take MBAs, they put them in this class. It was like a six month class. And they train them. Half the class would fail. And the ones that would make it, they would put out in the field. They trained you to Everything about business, everything about franchising and franchisees, how to do advertising, how to maintain your books, what good marketing was. Good training, good background. Yeah, what was was customer service like? How do you handle that? What was the right hours to open? How to target your customers? Anything you could think about about that business, they trained you how to do it. Mm -hmm. And they trained you so that if you were successful in making those businesses better, they would make more money. The more successful those franchisees were, the more successful mobile was, the more money they made. That was the deal. Money, money, money. All about the money, baby. Money. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about the money. You know, oh, never mind. I'm not going to tell you about it. Don't tell me a song or don't. I was going to tell you cream. No. I was going to tell you cream. I was going to tell you cream. (laughs) Do not deviate. Ask me what cream means. (laughs) Nope. Okay. So who are you, Gerald? (laughs) (laughs) We're getting back on track. So anyway, I made it out of that program. The average test score was passing. So no matter what the test was, if it, you got a 90 was average, if you were below 90, you were failing that class. Wow. So they really, it was a really intense program, but I made it out mm-hmm. and I went and worked in New York and I did really well in the Long Island, New York City district. I was the sales. That's why you have that crazy energy, huh? Oh, yeah. It's that New York crazy energy. Well, you know how you New Yorkers are. Well, I'm New Jersey. Well, see, you missed out. I don't know what. (laughs) That's all I could say. I'm Jersey. Well, New York is still running things. Whatever. Uh, That's right. Okay, go ahead. So, So I go and I work in New York and I have a territory in Queens. Uh huh. And I did really well and get promoted. And then I did marketing for the Long Island, New York City District. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was responsible for all the marketing programs in Long Island, New York City. Then I got promoted again, and I was responsible for all of the administrative duties on the East Coast, from Maine to Florida. So in mobile, all of the managers that were cutting deals outside in New Jersey, New York, and Florida, and Maine, Mm -hmm. they didn't have the authority to sign. They could cut the deal, but somebody had to sign off for mobile. And that was me, unfortunately. I hated that job. No matter how long I worked, I still had a pile of paper to sign. And I had 13 employees who would review this for me. And we had a little lawyer, not a little lawyer, but we had a lawyer attached. They would review it. And if it was clean, then they would send it to me for my signature. I so did. did you make a lot of enemies? Did you have to <laughs> throw some applications back that were incomplete? Funny and... you should ask. Okay. Shortly after I got promoted, my Long Island, New York City manager, Jim McDonald, sent down a deal. That I love you, Jim. Love you, Jim. Love if you're you, listening, Jim. I do love you. So he's the guy <laughs> who got me the job in the first place, right? Okay. And I'm telling you, I think I was there all of like three weeks. And someone brings me this deal. And it's kind of a little bit off. It was, I don't remember if it was shady, but it was off. And so I had to call him up and say, Jim, this deal is off. He cursed me out for about 15 minutes. Uh-oh. I didn't effing bring you down there to so that you could stop my deals. <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> oh, it was his deal. It was his deal. Oh, Gerald, come on. You can't. 
Come it was on, horrible. Jim got you the job, and then you de- you denied his deal. I was trying to do the right thing. Okay. It was horrible. I got my butt kicked. I had to call him back and beg for mercy for about <laughs> three weeks. But at any rate, um, he brought me down there because of because he knew I was good at what I did. Right. But he didn't want me to do it against him for him. Yeah. So that 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 was uh, a little bit strange. But anyway. Uh, got promoted once more, and now I was doing marketing for the country. So I was doing marketing focused on African Americans and Latinos, and I was doing television. I was hiring advertising agencies. I was uh, designing POP, community involvement, doing marketing research. What's POP? Oh, point of purchase. So okay. when you go, point of purchase signage. So when you go to a store or a gas station, you see a sign. That's called POP, point of purchase. Oh, okay. Point of purchase uh, signage. Just want to make sure we keep our audience. Uh, yes, 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 yes. So I was doing all of that. Um, did did some marketing for a mobile all over the country. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Learned so 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 much in that job. And then I got promoted to New Jersey, your hometown. (laughs) I was running New Jersey. But now all the people that were dealing with the service stations were reporting to me. And in addition, I was in control of the pricing for the gasoline, as well as where the new stations were going to be built, where they were going to be torn down. Um, So a lot of experience and exposure and opportunity to just learn and grow. Anything that you could imagine that dealt with uh, a service station for mm-hmm. Mobile's brand in New Jersey, I was responsible for it. I got promoted again, and then that's how I got out here to California. And I was running all of California, which was a billion-dollar business. Uh, I shouldn't say all of California, up until I think it was Bakersfield. So from Northern California down to Vac- Bakersfield. That's a widespread. Yeah, it was yeah, big. That's it big. was big. Yeah, It was a billion-dollar business. We netted about... $80 million a year. I had P&L responsibility, pricing responsibility, where we're going to put service stations. And then we had one more, we had a merger, and uh, I was asked to move to Houston. And I really didn't want to go to Houston. Those mergers can do you in sometimes. Yes, yeah. they could. So I didn't yeah. want to go to Houston, and so I struck out on my own because my son, my oldest son, he was conceived in Virginia, born in New Jersey, moved to California, was going to move to Houston all before he was so five years old. So do you old. know the word stability? Yeah, I didn't okay. have any stability. Okay. I didn't mind not having any stability because I love the company I worked for. But going to a new state with a new company was not the plan for me. Yeah. So that's how I ended up starting Sabacon Consulting. We've just learned about how I moved through the ranks at mobile and learned to be a marketer. This is MOB, Masterminds of Business, and I'm Gerald Johnson. This is our ninth episode. And if you like what you hear, write a review. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. A couple of quick programming notes. If you want to get in touch with us here at MOB, you can reach us at Sabacon Ideas on Twitter and on Facebook. That's S-A-B-A-C-O-N-I-D-E-A-S. Or visit us on the web at sabacon.net forward slash MOB. We like being inspired to do great things, so if you're a mastermind and have a great story to tell, a question to ask, or need help with your marketing strategy, please reach out. I'm Gerald Johnson, and this is MOB, Masterminds of Business. Coming up, we will discuss what marketing is and is not. We want to spend the rest of the podcast talking about marketing. Marketing. Not just marketing. Not just marketing? 
awesome marketing. My favorite type of marketing. Awesome, awesome marketing. marketing. Now, you got to say, because that's not awesome, the normal awesome. It's awesome. A-U-S-I-M. Awesome. Awesome marketing. Okay. Go All ahead. All right. So, well, let's just start off in general before we get to awesome marketing. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what is what is marketing. So, I hear so many things about marketing, but marketing is just the entire process of bringing a product or a service to market. It's it, The purpose of marketing is to attract attention and bring people and create interest. Marketing can create a brand image or it can change an image to get people interested in what you have to sell. That's what marketing is all about. So what? So what? So what's the big deal? So what's the big deal? What's the big deal for me, Miss Business, small business owner or, you know, entrepreneur? What's the big deal about marketing for me? Well, I think the big deal is people wrongfully conclude that marketing is about putting an ad on a television station or ad on a radio station or something in a newspaper or a print ad. That's not marketing. That's advertising. Mm -hmm. And marketing is the science. I like to call it a science. It's, it's a science and it's an art of getting people to come to you, drawing people into your brand, to your products, to your services. And I like to say, you know, people need to see me, they need to speak to me, and they need to show you that they care. So by see me, I mean... If you've ever been walking down the street and you've seen a sign that said Hable Espanol mm -hmm. in the window, mm -hmm. that means that the proprietor, the owner of that business, sees that there are Latino customers out there. He knows that they're out there and he's talking to them in their language so that they understand that, hey, you're welcome here right. if you come in. Right. So he sees them, he's speaking to them, and now you got to show them that you care. So that is that is some of the basics of marketing. But that's kind of what marketing is about. It's about bringing people, drawing people to you. So, so to get in a different vein, if you're a woman, marketing, if you're trying to attract a man, then marketing is how did you get dressed? What did your makeup look like? How does your hair? If you're a man trying to attract a woman. Oh, I, I thought you were just going to pick on the women. I was waiting for No, no. Men. Okay. So, so, okay. so you could beat me up? No, 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 no. You should see the look on my face. Yeah. Okay. Steam is coming <laughs> off her head right now. But if you're a man and you're trying to attract a woman, you know, you make sure you take a shower and brush your teeth and your hair comb and you know women like nice shoes so you got to have your shoes all polished but you do those things to attract to attract right. so this is the things that you do to attract somebody to your brand so you talked about so i call it the three s's the three s's focusing on targeting your customer right? right so see me speak to me show me show me that you care okay so those are the three s's but people do business with People do business with people they know, they like, and they trust. Right. That is who people do business with. They, be, they do business with people they know, like, and they trust. So somebody, you can't do business with someone you don't know. That's mm -hmm. just, hey, if I don't know who you are, and if it's a brand, if it's like a new, let's say there was a new phone that was trying to usurp the iPhone, if I don't know that it exists, can't do it. Right. right. And then you have to like it. You have to like the person you're dealing with. You have to like the brand you're dealing with. You have to, you know, 
want to hear or want to see what that brand or that person has to say. Mm -hmm. And then like lastly, you have to trust them, whether right. it's a brand or it's a product, you have to trust that product. So so you can establish trust by pricing, quality. Is that what you mean by establishing trust? I So tell me how not, you establish trust with, with your Not exactly. Consumers. So depending on the type of business that you have, you build up trust in a variety of ways. So okay. let's say you were in a service industry, right? Mm -hmm. Trust might be, can you prove that you're an expert about what you're talking about? Can you, can you help me do something? Have you helped other people do it? That's in a service industry. You build up trust that way. A trust in a product might be you see the product in action. You see the quality of the product. You They've made other products like that. So for me, I'm an Apple person. I'm an Apple fanboy. So almost if Apple... I know. Yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> yes. So if, if Apple came out with something new, I already have a trust in that product. In that product. If, if another company comes up with something new, I'm going to do research to validate and make sure that I believe that Oh, this product will last. So I won't deviate too much, but I hear there's some issues with the uh, iPhone uh, 8. There ain't no issues with no iPhone I'm, 8. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. Anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm cutting that part. Whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. I just had to rib you there. Yeah, Go ahead. I had Not to. Just, I had to. I might leave that in there. Okay. Oh, Jesus you have been listening to Val and I discuss the basics of marketing. We learned that people do business with people they know, like, and trust. I'm Gerald Johnson, and this is MOB, Masterminds of Business. If you want to get in contact with us here at MOB or want some more information on your marketing strategy, you can reach us at Sabacon Ideas on Twitter and on Facebook. That's S-A-B-A-C-O-N-I-D-E-A-S. Or visit us on the web at sabacon.net forward slash MOB. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And if you're a mastermind and have a great story to tell or a question to ask, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. If you need to develop or tune up your marketing strategy, send us that email. Val and I will continue to discuss marketing when I explain what suspect marketing is. Tell me the difference. We have suspect marketing and we have awesome marketing. So what's the difference? Yeah. Like, what's the difference between suspect marketing... Okay. And when I think of a suspect, I think of, you know, someone that's, you know, you know, you're scouting them out or, you know, you're kind of following them like it's a detective and they have a suspect no. and you're like, oh. No, it's not a suspect okay. like that. Okay. Suspect meaning shady. <laughs> that's the better word. Mm -hmm. It's shady marketing. And it's really not that the marketing is shady. It's just that it's, it literally is suspect. It's not built on a firm foundation. Okay. So... Suspect marketing is when you have marketing that's not well thought out. It's based on sales calls from salespeople. So, for example, cold calls from salespeople. That's what I should say. It's based on cold calls from salespeople. So you have a store. Somebody comes in and says, hey, I got this great book. If you advertise in this book, I'm going to give it out to 15 people, and then you can get your name out there, and they, they give you a good story, and you go, yeah, I like that. That's... That's kind of suspect market. So they have an established, going back to your point earlier, they have an established trust. They don't necessarily 
follow the three S's. They don't well, really know. They may, they may be. It may be a good product. Okay. Right. It may be a good product, but it may not be a good product for you. Right. That's, so, so that's so, what I'm saying. Right. That they haven't made that connection right. by knowing my needs and what I'm looking right. for. Right. So let me give you an idea of what's a good product, but not a good product for you. Okay. So let's say. Wait a minute. How do you, okay. So let's this say gonna I'm gonna give you. I'll give okay. you a good example. Okay. Let's say you have a new product and it geared to the tweens. Children between eleven. So that knocks me off automatically. For real, okay. though. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to put so much emphasis. <laughs> it knocks me on off the too. For real, though. Okay. It, it, it okay. knocks me off too. But it's let's say they're trying to market a product to tweens between the ages of, let's say, ten and thirteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they say, "I got this great product. We're going to market it to tweens." And they say, "You know what?" I'm on Facebook, and, you know, Facebook has 2 billion users. We can market to them on Facebook. Well, tweens don't use Facebook. They're on Instagram. Because on you know why they don't use Facebook. <laughs> because their because parents, their are, parents are, are on Facebook. It. Exactly. <laughs> That's why. So, so they've uh, gone on to something else. So they're on, they're on, <laughs> they are on now, they're on, uh, what is it, um, Snapchat and Instagram. Instagram. So if you're trying to reach, if you're trying to reach on uh, tweens, you don't want to be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean that Facebook isn't good. It just means that Facebook isn't the product for you. So that's kind of what I mean by suspect, just doing things, because maybe that's the shareholders or the, the owner's interest. You know, I'm on Facebook every day. I'm posting things on Facebook. So I'm going to put my advertising on Facebook. I'm going right. to spend my money on Facebook. That's suspect marketing, because he didn't do the research to find out who his targeted customer was or and his, how do you reach them? and how do you reach them. All right, okay. Sometimes we do on what's hot. You know, what is the hot thing? Well, Snapchat's the new thing. We got to advertise on Snapchat. Mm -hmm. So that's another issue of of, uh, suspect marketing. Suspect marketing means that it's a patchwork. It's not integrated. It's it's an ad hoc. It's people just kind of throwing it out there and see what sticks. Putting different things. You're throwing things out there to see what sticks. Okay. And lastly, it's focused heavily on communications. It's all about how much advertising money am I spending, whether I'm doing direct mail or what kind of things am I doing. That's okay. what suspect marketing is. Some of the things, it, suspect marketing could be, you know, doing, I went to a uh, a friend of mine, had a business. He was selling, I don't know if I should say. Then Don't then, say, uh, if you don't uh, know, yeah, yeah, don't yeah, say. Yeah, maybe I won't say what yeah. he was selling. But okay. anyway, he asked me for my phone number. Next thing I know, I was getting text messages every half a day. Okay. Right? That was suspect marketing because I, he didn't know whether I really wanted those text messages. They would just overkill mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. ticking people off. Mm-hmm. It was suspect marketing. You have to know your target, who your target is. You and know, what their so, tolerance is. And what their tolerance is. Yeah. It might be somebody who's doing suspect marketing might be using an email list, right? They just collecting names randomly. Maybe you came in my store and I'll just collect your name. They might use Twitter. They might even use Comcast Spotlight or uh, giving So out. talk to me about Comcast Spotlight. Talk to you about Comcast. So Comcast Spotlight is a service that Comcast has where you can create commercials relatively cheaply for maybe even like $7 a spot. Sometimes, excuse me, not $7, $0.07 cents a spot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes very inexpensively you can market. But they can do it based on a zip code. Gotcha. So based on your zip code, you will see that commercial and you can, you know, if you pick the right stations. But some people don't know what the, their target audience is, so they just pick arbitrary stations. So therefore, 
The marketing is suspect. It's all based on the fact that I have a communications plan. I'm talking, but the right people aren't listening. Yeah, yeah. So, so far, I'm not really impressed with suspect marketing, but I'm sure it has a need and a purpose. So we'll just continue to go on. (laughs) And maybe you could change my mind later on. It doesn't have a need. It, It more has... It's more for people who don't want to spend the money to do... Or Well, wait a minute. They don't know. They're uninformed. Maybe they don't know. They're uninformed. But it does require a lot of work. Okay. So, okay. so the, the benefits that they may have mm-hmm. for uh, suspect marketing might be that it's simple. It's quick. It's easy. It's short-term. It might be inexpensive because it's not... Targeted. Not targeted. Right. So, you know, it's and it feels good. We're wait, doing something. Wait a minute. Were you, you testing me here? Why? You do some suspect marketing? No, no. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. you, if you've done some suspect marketing, I don't know. You did some suspect I don't know. I could. All, right. All right. But the concern. I'll never tell. <laughs> but the concerns are it's a shotgun approach. It's mm-hmm. not directed. It's not focused. It can be difficult to measure. Most of the times, people who are using suspect marketing aren't even measuring. So there's no focused sales process. It doesn't really take sales skills. It's just, you It's know. just all about getting something out there, communicating, not measuring, not knowing whether you're increasing awareness. Because there is a process to get somebody to buy something. And I'm just going to go through the mm-hmm. process real mm-hmm. quick. So before people buy things, they got to become aware. There has to be a sense of awareness about their product or service. Once they're aware, you got to pique their interest. And once you pique their interest, they are going to make an evaluation about your product. Mm -hmm. They're going to start to evaluate it and whether they're going to think about whether they think that's a good product or not. They might go online and look at it and try that. And once they do all their little research, Mm -hmm. see, now they might try your product. They might do it one time just to see. Now, if it's something like food, they'll go or a restaurant, they'll either like the experience or they won't. And if they like it, they'll come back. back. If Mm -hmm. they don't like it, that is it. Not coming back. Not coming back. So from trial, you go to usage. So if you pass the trial test, then you become then now you go on to usage where you start using the product on mm-hmm. an ongoing basis. So you know what came to mind when you were given that example, and I don't know where it fits in, but a car salesman. Okay. Or or a car salesperson. Car salesperson? Yeah. So they get you to try the car? Yeah. I mean, but I always think they're suspect anyway. <laughs> <laughs> They're in a different category. I'm sorry if anyone out there listening is a car Car salesperson. Let's go on. I don't want to get in any Uh, deeper. Once you start using a product, once you start using (laughs) it, then you develop a preference for it. You prefer, so my wife has a strong preference for Starbucks. But, you know, you prefer using that product rather than Pete's Coffee. You, You prefer it. Once you pass preference, you develop a loyalty. And when you're loyal, now you'll drive out of your way to mm-hmm, go mm-hmm. to get that product or mm-hmm. service. Or you'll do, even if someone has something that's comparable, you'll still wait yeah. to go. So if you have like a favorite car wash, for example, you're not going to go to the car wash around. You're going to drive out of your way. You're going to go, nah, I don't, I'm going to my favorite car wash. That's where I'm going. Because you have that brand loyalty. That's you know what came to mind? So when I was in college, my roommate, she and I went to high school together, and we also roomed together. 
And living with someone, I mean, going to school with them is one thing, but living with them, totally different. Totally different. And she was just attached to everything brand name, Brillo, and, you know, <laughs> everything brand name. And I, I just didn't get it. You didn't I, get I, it. I was just like... Look, we can, you know, you can use the copper scouring pads or whatever, but she was attached. She had that loyalty to, and it reminded her of growing up because that's what her mother always that's used right. and it worked. And she was not interested in deviating from that. So she had established that, that loyalty, that brand loyalty. Now, after you pass loyalty, but, but once you pass loyalty, comes endorsement. So that's where now we, we take a little bit of difference. That's where if somebody asks you, what do you recommend? Now you go, oh, I recommend Brillo. Or Unless you're, I'm talking to you and I don't ask you what you recommend and you tell me anyway. And Get an iPhone. Well, that's advocacy. Okay. So that, that, that brings me to when somebody didn't even ask you what you thought yeah. and yes. they're like pounding that thing down your yes. throat, that's when you're an advocate for... Or, for or code for... Pain in the... Mm, okay. <laughs> that, that's when you're an advocate <laughs> for a different product. Okay. So that's kind of like the process that we're trying to lead customers and clients through to get to your product. We got to go from... You really want to go from awareness. You want to get them to try it. Mm -hmm. You want to get them to use it. Then you want to go all the way down the other side and you want them to be an advocate, advocate for, the product. for the product. You want them to sell the product instead of you selling the product. So... Let me just kind of recap with the su suspect marketing okay. benefits, right? Simple, quick. Yeah, that's it. It's simple, it's quick, it's easy. Okay. Feels good. It feels good. It's okay. it's like it's inexpensive. It's inexpensive because you didn't invest in any data. Okay. So, you know, suspect marketing is when you don't spend the time to really know what your customer wants, what they like, how to talk to them then it's suspect. Okay. It's suspect. So then on the flip side, the concern with that is you're not measuring anything. You're not measuring anything. You can't anything. measure your results. You can't tie it back. And then when you do, you know, you don't get great high awareness. More people are not more aware of your product because there's a simple thing that I kind of believe is like the way we attract each other. I go back to the man and woman thing. The way you attract one another is somewhere on a gut level, you believe the other person kind of believes what you believe mm -hmm. so they hear what you are about and they're attracted to that when you hear what somebody's about and you're attracted to them you can be a friend you can but if you're not attracted you really don't want that product right so right. you got to know what the person's about and then sometimes the company themselves don't really know what they're about they can tell you what they do they can tell you how they do it but they can't tell you why they do. Why they do it. Why they do it. And that so is So it's what, a hit or miss. They're, it's a hit or miss. Okay. That's okay. what it is. So that's what suspect marketing is. I want to thank my partner, Valerie Lewis, from VBL Consulting for moderating today. Here's a summary of what we discussed. Number one, develop a plan to focus on the target consumer from their perspective. See me, speak to me, and show me that you care. See me. Acknowledge who they are and understand their needs and wants. Speak to me. Communicate directly with them, utilizing methods and medias that they are familiar with. Talk to them at the appropriate time and place. Show me that you care. Why are you providing this service or offering this product? Explain the solutions you have specifically for them. How will it make their lives better? Number two, 
Get the consumer to know, like, and trust you. Now, if you've truly seen them and spoken to them and shown them that you cared, there should be no problem. No. Who are you? What do you do? Like. Do I like you? Do I like what you have to say? And trust. Can you help me? Have you helped others like me? Number three. Understand that consumers move from awareness to customers who advocate for your business. Know where your prospect is on this scale. Number four. What makes a marketing campaign suspect? And lastly, what are the key concerns of suspect marketing? Well, that's it for today. I also want to thank our engineer extraordinaire, Frank Sterling. If you want to learn more about marketing, please contact us. You can reach us at sabacon.net forward slash MOB or at Sabacon Ideas on Twitter and on Facebook. That's S-A-B-A-C-O-N-I-D-E-A-S. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And if you like what you hear, please write a review. And remember, nothing happens unless you make it happen. Thank you.